Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series Podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now here's your host, the CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company, Jeff Leo Herman. So we're thrilled to have Sherry Harrell here today, and I just realized we have something very big and significant in common. Yeah. You know what that is? <laughs> we're both double consonants. You, you spell, oh. you, before the podcast, we say and spell our names, and you're Sherry with an I, which is interesting, mm-hmm. right? I might want to ask you about that, but you're H-A-R-R-E-L-L, mm-hmm. and I'm an H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N, and I've spent my life saying, no, double consonants, please. Two right. R's, two N's. Do you right. do that same yes, thing? Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. So that's good. So that's fun. That's a fun way to roll into this podcast. <laughs> but Sherry, you, uh, could you share a little bit of background, what you, the Community Foundation, mm-hmm. and just uh, tell us what you do every day? Whoa, it depends on the day. That's a broad question. Right, right. right. That's yeah, a just, very we'll, we'll broad question. We'll just start with the basics. Right. So, okay. Title and, and, yeah. and what's the organization about? So I'm the president of the Community Foundation, so it's my responsibility to kind of keep us moving. Right. 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 And um, one thing I will say about the Community Foundation is it's pretty complicated. And if I'm brutally honest, when I interviewed the job, I thought I had an understanding of what I was getting into, but um, learned really quickly that it, there was much, it was much more than that. Right. Okay, so there's three primary functions that we serve. One is um, to build assets from the valley for the valley. So donor advised funds, discretionary assets, Mm -hmm. scholarship funds, a variety of different uses of money. But we work with uh, charitably minded or philanthropically minded uh, residents to uh, help them facil- help facilitate their philanthropy. So we build the resources that are available, and then we invest in the community through our grant making. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's those are the probably the two primary functions most people think of when they think of a foundation. Okay. Right. And then the third piece is community leadership and engagement. Right. So we work to really figure out how to partner with the community to improve conditions and situations around us. Well, we're going to drill into number three quite a bit, but before we do that, mm-hmm. um, did you think when, as a child that you'd be doing this job? Oh, like, heck no. St- I never even had a foundation job on the radar. Oh, really? What, right. I, uh, when I was young, you know, before going to college, teaching. I was going to be a teacher. So I think there's a part of me that always intended on doing something that I thought could help others and make a difference. And I think that theme has stayed consistent in my life, regardless of which phase of my career I was in, because I've done a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, that part has stayed consistent. But I never did teach. Well, I never had teaching as a full-time job. I have taught some classes at Kent State Trumbull and things like that. But What led you on that journey? So what, th- th- was teaching in your line of sight and then other things inspired you? Other things got in the way? Like what? Um, I would say other things inspired me. So I think teaching, I'm, I'm a little older, right? So when women, girls my age were thinking about going to college, there weren't a lot of options that were discussed a lot, right? And teaching was one of them. And so I thought, oh, this will be, this will work. Makes sense. Yeah. Right? You know, um, once I got to, in high school, I would say that that started to shift as I got very deeply involved with the YWCA and learning more about um, sexism and racism and how those things impact people and was very inspired and motivated to really make a difference at a level there. 
And um, so on to college, I started in education, but quickly switched to social work, trying to figure out how it would all fit together as I, as I moved through. I see. And so that, that's really, I think, where the, the kind of the shift occurred. And were there leaders that inspired you, say certain people trying to make, that were making a difference at the time? I, I think, yes, for sure. Uh, um, I really think that the YWCA and my interactions with women locally and nationally and even internationally through that organization really shaped who I am and how I think and how I operate today. And so I, can I say that there's one? No. But I can say that there are hundreds, right, that I have interacted with, looked up to, had experiences with um, from the time I was about 15 to this day that are related to, to that experience. And so um, strong women who uh, speak out and who play different roles in different communities at different times, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've had really wonderful experiences doing things like uh, sitting next to Coretta Scott King and learning about her family and her situation. And um, one of my mentors at the National Board of the YW was uh, Glendora Putnam, who was a constitutional lawyer from the Boston area who actually served for a couple of presidents doing a, a, a variety of them appointments and we were a very unlikely pair but became very close through our work together there um, so it, it's just been an amazing journey and recognizing that every all of us in our own way could can make a difference right right and so what that difference is could be visible nationally or internationally or it could be in your small local community doing something different. So the experience you've gained and the people you've interacted with, how has that, say, developed or enhanced your leadership style? Like what type of leadership style do you think you have today? I, I, I would call it, I don't know if it's technically a leadership style, but participatory, right? Okay. More heads are better than one. Right, right. I like to bounce ideas off people. The pandemic has been really hard. It doesn't work well via Zoom. Right? Yeah, right? But when something occurs or strikes my mind, like there's an opportunity that comes up or a challenge that comes up, I love to be able to sit with people and bounce the idea back and forth, right? So I think that that has really formed how I work. There are pros to that, of course, because people often feel like they're heard and you know, that they, 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 can, they can influence the direction of a policy or an organization or a practice or an idea, right? Um, the downside is that I, and I think my, I know my staff would say that sometimes they feel I'm just not decisive enough, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I, wanna, I wanna get everybody's thoughts on this, right? right? Before I move forward. So, you know, I think like any leadership style, you have your, that's got its yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. So. Trying to figure out that balance is always a challenge. Is there, is there, are there some things that are so obvious that you just like plow forward or is, are, is it? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. decisions that have to be made every day that you yeah. just, you just do, do them and don't think right. about them, right? Yeah. I mean, but it's the, the bigger issues that impact others that, you know, we've gone through a lot of change over the past year with the pandemic, right? How are we going to do things differently? How are we going to be more accessible? What do we, you know, how can we make this work 
in a way that it hasn't before. Right. Um, so those kinds of things. What do we do in the return to office setting, right? What do we do? Like, what are you guys currently doing? Oh, yes. All of the above. All of the above. Really, we're moving towards a hybrid way. We have functioned fairly effectively, I believe, uh, working remotely. So we know that can be done. And that that was the lesson I learned. I think the lesson some of my teammates have learned is, yes, but we need that personal interaction to spur energy and creativity and have that back and forth. So we're trying to figure out what that balance is going to be. Um, All of us will be fully vaccinated this week. And so we are... I'm looking at a transition plan to move into um, a kind of hybrid work mode. We're going to mm-hmm. test some things out policy-wise and then look at how does that influence our more permanent personnel policy down the road. So we're going to take time to figure it out. I mean, if we haven't learned anything through 2020 is, okay, you've got to keep planning, right? but you know you've got to stay flexible. It's going to change, True. right? Right, yeah, that flexibility, that agility, that's the key uh, because there's – you know, the old way, well, I should just say the books are being rewritten, right, on, on really operating models yeah. and decision-making processes. And, th- and that's interesting, the, this whole notion of collaboration. So, we, you know, there's fast decision-making or things that seem obvious, but what I'm hearing is the participatory model. A lot of times businesses or people make decisions with positive intent just without thinking through maybe all the nuances. Yeah, and I'm great at making making decisions that because I don't daily deal with the details of following something through. Mm-hmm. So for example, working with a donor around a type of fund they wanna create, and I think, oh yeah, we can do that. I don't think about the impact on what it takes in staff time and input to make that happen, right? So the more we nuance things, the more complicated it is to manage when you have 140, Mm -hmm. 150 funds and every one of them is different. How do you set up a system that tracks and manages all of that, right? So that's something that I've been learning over the years that I've been at the Community Foundation, right? Is that, okay, I have to to slow down sometimes. Right, yeah. Right? And say, what about this? What does it look like from your perspective, your perspective, and your perspective, right? Because everybody has a little bit different role. Even though our roles intersect and overlap through everything, they have certain areas of responsibility. And so it might be perfectly fine with this person because it's not going right. to complicate things. But over here, they're like, whoa, wait a minute. So part of the one of our questions is about leadership mistakes. So would you say that they're, you know, in moving fast sometimes that, are there leadership mistakes you'd want to share? Something that was well. Do I want to share them? Well, will well, I? Yes, I will. A learning opportunity. Yes, yeah. I no, I will. And um, one of the greatest mistakes um, that I made was at the time of the pandemic when it was first hitting, and nobody knew what was happening. Everybody was scared, mm-hmm. right? And it it looked like the shutdown was coming. It wasn't quite here yet. I fell back and went into reactive mode, right? And I really started saying, okay, if we can't be in the office, how are we gonna get things done? What do we have to get done? What's gonna fall through the cracks? Who can work from home? Whose job? What are we gonna be missing? 
how do I have to figure this out? And I, I went inside. In, my intent was, let's get this figured out so that assuming it's going to be the end of this week, right, we could all go home, stay home, stay safe, and know what we're doing, right? And I was so intent and scared and uncertain at yeah. the same time, like everybody yeah. else was, right. on that, that I didn't pay attention to how it was impacting the team. And that I should have said, here is what I'm doing, here is what I'm thinking, here is why I'm doing it, help me. Right. Instead of just saying, hey, will you check this, will you check this, will you check? They're thinking I'm not looking at that when it's all I'm looking at. Right. And there was a real disconnect there. And it caused a real rift between me and, and my team. Mm -hmm. um, that, that, was, that took time to repair and effort, right? Yeah. So that's one of those times where I was going quick in a reactive mode trying to cobble together with an unknown scenario, and I botched it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I've heard many, and I, I too. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a strange and dynamic and unique, you know, first in a century type of situation we were in. It's hard to figure out what to do. Yeah. So that, so that, that it almost reinforces this notion of um, taking action right, making sure we're all covered and, and yeah, your whole focus is on for the yeah. sustainability of the team and the, and the work. Right. But it, it probably came off like it was more about just command and control. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. No, that's interesting. I mean, and I, it just, so the, the learning opportunity is what just active communication, right? It's well, it, it, more than that, I will say that it, for me, right, um, what we did with it was first we had open communication about how, um, how they were all feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I shared how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And we talked a lot about, yes, I may be the boss, but I'm also human. Right. So I am sorry I failed you all, but I make mistakes too. Yeah. I need some grace. And the, the big, one of the biggest learnings for me, and I think that I'm still it's something I still have to practice daily, is giving myself grace. Yeah, yeah. Right? right? So it really put me in a situation where no one could be a harsher critic on my actions or behaviors than myself. Right. And really, I've always known that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but this time there was something about it and then having to live with it alone in, during the right. pandemic. Can. So, so for me, I've spent a lot of time really delving into how does this affect me as a person? How does this affect me as a leader? How can I do better? And a lot of um, internal kind of yeah. teaching, learning. That's an important word. You said the word feeling. And, I, and, and here's where I'll admit that word feeling and business a lot of times don't connect with me. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's business. Right. You know, yeah. let's go. It's business. But I think I, I forget all the time about feelings, right? It's business. Let's go. And that, that's um, really, it's really important. Yeah. Right? Because if people don't, their feelings aren't 
acknowledged or connected? You, you know, and maybe this is yeah. helping me even clarify the lesson further. For me, okay, nobody's thinking about my feelings. Right. Right? So they're all mad at me, which made me madder. You yeah. know, I got angrier. Yeah. That's not, it's not a leader. Right. right. So how how does this play out? How do we respect the feelings of others and keep the business not just surviving, but growing? Right. Right. And that is a massive challenge. Massive challenge that we're still literally working on navigating our way through every single day. Yes. Every hour of every day. Wow. Speaking of massive challenges, <laughs> so <laughs> okay. this has been really helpful because it's, it's um, you know, part of this whole process, part of a podcast is having, you know, these longer form conversations, maybe going down the path, mm-hmm. you know, sharing our experiences, especially over the past year. You know, we're recording on the end of May 2021. So anyone who hears this a month, six months, a year from now, just for, for that context, we're like just coming out. It's just starting to come out. Yeah, just it, coming yeah. out. But um I do want to get into the work of the Community Foundation, especially on leadership and engagement. Uh, before we do that, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors of the Brain Gain Podcast. Okay. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort, and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors, including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of the Mahoning Valley. So as far as like the, the, this is not being recorded. Well, I mean, it is, I think. It is, it is being recorded, but we're not using this part. Because okay. Steve left, and so, well, this will be edited out. But as far as like the work day-to-day, because I know with Sarah, she was really, she's really involved in DEI initiatives, right? Yeah, that, the whole foundation is. Oh, so, so the whole mission of the foundation. Well, the mission of the foundation, right, is investing and in improving the community. We believe that that cannot be done without a focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? So, you know, what we've learned is, right, there are systems and processes and procedures and practices in the world that continue to contribute to inequity and perpetuate that. And philanthropy is one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh. So how do we do things differently? So for example, in grant making, when we do our due diligence around reviewing a grant, what do we look for? Strong organizations, strong financials, right? So what do we often overlook? The small, lesser known, more grassroots, right? That's been the trend in philanthropy. How do we shift that? Because what does that do? That disproportionately sends more assets, resources, and dollars to white-led, white-focused organizations. So how do the mission of the Community Foundation and, and things like what this region needs from a leadership standpoint intersect? Like what are those points of intersection or alignment? 
Okay, there, there are multiple ways that I think. So one of the things that I think is important is the whole idea of, of collaboration and cooperation and communication, right? Uh, so, I say that those are three C's, right? Collaboration, cooperation, communication. And communication, right? That's the title of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so just to make sure that's, yeah. everyone needs to know we need more collaboration, better communication, and more cooperation. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so keep going. So so with the Community Foundation mission, right, we, we have a broad geographic footprint compared to some entities and foundations, right? Trumbull and Mahoning County. Mm -hmm. So right off the get-go, we're modeling cooperation across that region, you know, crossing that border that Right? The border. The right. border yeah. that exists. Our, our board is, is half from Trumbull County, half from Mahoning County. We, try, we, we look for diversity in multiple ways, right? Mm -hmm. So when I first started, one of the first things that we talked about is how can we overcome this? And my, my thought was by modeling it. Right. Keep talking about how we work together. Right. Right? We have seen a dramatic shift. So we also have two supporting organizations affiliated with us, one focused in Mahoning County, the Western Reserve Health Foundation, and one focused in Trumbull County, the Trumbull Memorial Health Foundation, right? Both of those were spinoffs from the hospital systems when they were sold to for-profit entities. They could have become private foundations, but they chose to affiliate with us at the community foundation level to remain public charity status. Right. Okay. So they have court guidelines, right? They're geographically specific to their counties because of the way they were built with the original donors' money over time. We have been able to get those entities through the community foundation to work together and leverage resources to support broader programs like the Healthy Community Partnership, which benefits the whole region. I right. See. So there's a model of collaboration and cooperation that extends beyond what normally would have been done by either of those entities. Right. So you're stronger working together. There's still two individual focused targeted missions. Yes. But you connect at a higher level. But they level. have intersections where they have commonality. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. So if we're going to improve the health and well-being of the residents in the valley, right, which ties directly to our mission of improving the quality of life here, right? We recognize that there are issues that span the region, span both counties and beyond mm -hmm. that need attention. For example, like what, what are some of the programs or the initiatives that you're working on? The, the Healthy Community Partnership part or, or overall? So one of the things is equity. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about that, but the whole idea of we cannot succeed as a region, as a valley, as a city, I don't I'm, look at it any way you want, if we don't think about equity, if we don't think about making true and lasting change that provides all of our residents opportunities for a better life, right? So in the Healthy Community Partnership, model that has been put together. They look at access to fresh and healthy and affordable foods, active transportation. So how, how do we make sure people can get where they need to be and where they want to go, right? Mm -hmm. That's important. And then parks and green spaces. How do we continue to make sure that there's safe neighborhoods and secure environments for people to be outdoors and physically active and building community, right? All of those things are really important. 
And when you have a difference in life expectancy of more than 20 years, depending on if you live in Canfield or the north side of Youngstown, that tells you that something in those environments and access to those opportunities are not equal, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how do we look to invest our resources where they're most needed and can have the biggest impact? Right. So those kinds of things and having those kinds of conversations cross-sector, so public health, healthcare, business, grassroots, neighborhood organizations, and nonprofits coming up with creative solutions together to begin to impact those issues. So that's a, a very, a much more focused model of that collaboration and cooperation and communication. Each organization, each person that's at the table still has their own priority. Right. But now they've created common reasons to work together and to find those intersections and leverage resources, human capital, everything that you, that you can Right, leverage is that key word, right? Oh, yes, Just, yes. And we've even learned that through the pandemic, right, in a greater way with our grant making, right? So we had our separate grant cycles as the Wien Foundation, the Youngstown Foundation did. And even within the Community Foundation, because we had these separate entities, we have three supporting organizations in total and then the Community Foundation grant making, everything was separate. You know, sometimes it crossed over, but not very often. And what we learned with our common application for COVID-19 situation that we did with the other two foundations as well is works a whole lot better. Dollars go a whole lot further if you share information and resources and you can leverage those assets. So even within the entities in the community foundation, that's something that we're keeping. And right. there are more regional projects that we're still having conversations with the other foundations. So the pandemic too. has brought everyone together and align the missions and align the, the ability to make I won't say it's aligned the missions. Okay. It's helped us identify where the, the common points uh, okay. are, where we can work together. So the Wien Foundation still has very specific, specific strategic priorities. The Youngstown Foundation still has their own way of doing things, as does the Community Foundation. But we know we all have information that benefits the others. And we know that at times, putting our resources together. So if we will fund piece A of a need and the community foundation can fund piece B, that's gonna mean that that entity will be a whole lot stronger than if they only get one or the other. Right. Right. Okay. So having those conversations. So we're continuing. Now, I wanna be clear, the leadership of the three foundations worked together pre-pandemic. It just accelerated the depth and the frequency that we worked together as we went through this. So if you, so. speaking of, back on the theme of teaching, if you had to grade the efforts today, would you say, and, and maybe speak to, well, I won't put you on the spot on grading the foundation's work. I'll, I'll okay. say, <laughs> as, a, as a community, you know, broadly speaking, we'll say the Mahoning Valley, where do you think we are on a grade of the three C's, collaboration, communication, cooperation? Are we, are we like a strong B? Are we an A plus, we in, a C minus? Uh, in total? Yeah, what do you think? Like the mindset, the ability to, like literally communicate, cooperate, collaborate. I would say a C. Because what I do believe and what I feel like I'm experience, we're experiencing mm -hmm. is a willingness to start to have the conversations and open up about it that, that even five years ago, I don't think was there. Right. Right? Especially regionally, 
you know, across the county lines, I'm seeing more interaction, more cooperation, more conversation. Is it resulting in collaboration yet? Probably not, right? But I see the willingness to try. Mm -hmm. And there are individuals in different places who are trying. And um, I think the partnership is a great example of their accomplishing it. Right, so that's that's one entity in one small place that is really exper and it it didn't come easy. The healthy community partnership. Yeah, it didn't come easy. The first year or so was really tough, right? right? Because you've got to build those relationships and build that trust and all of that kind of thing, right? So it's going to take time. So I would say probably a C, um, because we're having the conversations and it's starting to get better. Well, you just made me think about feelings again. Because I'll, I'll admit, you know, you go to meetings and you sit there sometimes and people are talking about their feelings and you just say, oh, this is a waste of my time. But, you know, it's, it's just the re real sentiment sometimes. But I think it's really important, you know, and I'm, I'm having my self-discovery mission as we have this conversation <laughs> as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. part of it. It just yeah. it is what it is, right? But this gets back to people need to feel heard, right? And right. they have to feel like their needs are being met and that, you know, if everything's on the table, maybe slowing down a little bit to move faster in the long run. Is that something you've seen work? Yes. Okay. I would say so. I, you know, I would say in the early days of the Healthy Community Partnership, part of the biggest struggle was those individuals and or organizations that had a very clear direction and were moving and just wanted everybody to come along. Yeah, hey, follow me. And the other people who were saying, okay, this is new to me, working in this way, I'm not sure how it's gonna work, and needed to go slower. Mm -hmm. So kind of like what I said about my experience, you know, what I learned when the right. pandemic hit, I'm just bulldozing through, and I needed to stop. Right. I needed to slow down. Where is everybody else? And how do we do this together? And that's what it's going to take. And that is, is challenging it's mm -hmm. a, and sometimes painful. Another C. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, and, and sometimes <clears throat> painful, right? But I, I think it is so important that we think about that and how we invest our time and make commitments to those things that are long and hard and difficult to do. That, you know, that's actually very interesting. How often have you been to a meeting where someone opens by saying, this is going to be very long, hard, and difficult, so strap in? Yeah. That's never really said, right? Even though it's probably like in the air. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say it's never said, but, okay. it's, but it's not very frequently said. And I think we have to acknowledge that. And, and the other thing is, if you want to be a part, I believe, if you want to be a part of making change, you have to commit and be all in. Yes. Because what we see in, so often in efforts that I think have potential and momentum, they stall because you start having that Groundhog Day meeting. Mm -hmm. And if you look around, why is that? People come and go. People drop off. They're not there for a couple meetings. They come back. You have to revisit. Right? So if you really want to commit to something where you're going to make a change, I think that you have to stay present, right? And you have to keep pushing it forward. Because that then change, changes the culture and it changes the conversation. And if someone starts to fall out, 
they're not meeting expectations. And the group dynamic will say, you're either in or out. Right. We're not going back again, right? Right. And so I think that that is something that, that we struggle with here. I, probably I, anywhere. I, I completely agree, and I'm guilty of that, too. I, you know, here we are having we this self-discovery conversation, but <laughs> I've been to a couple meetings and I've completely dropped out of a couple things because, like, oh, I'm too busy. Yeah. But guess what? Then you impact. You might not think you're, oh, they don't need me there. But you're right. It's all about the momentum of the group and, just, you know, everyone's perspective. You were there for a reason. Yeah. So these are, I guess, what if you were to close, you know, as we close this conversation with a challenge to the audience, would you say, if you're going to a meeting, pay attention and <laughs> keep going back? Well, it, I, I, yes. Yeah. But I would say, find your passion. Yeah, right. right. Well, what yeah, yeah. is your area that you really, really get jazzed about? What gives you energy? And that's where you make your commitment. We can't be all things to all people. And there's a hundred and one zillion things out there that are great, that are doing really great. good work, yeah. right? So find where that works for you and just do your best. And think about communication, cooperation, and collaboration. Just get out of our silos and that. And consistency and be ready for challenges. <laughs> all, all of those things. But we, you know, we need to get out of the scarcity mindset. Yeah, yeah. It's not about fighting for a bigger piece of the pie, right? It's about increasing the size of the pie. And I know that's an old analogy, but it is so true. Oh, it's important. If right. we stay in the scarcity mindset, we fall back to competition and defensiveness and protection. And that that doesn't move us forward. Wow. Well, I've learned a lot today personally, and you've, you're making me reflect on a lot of bad problems I have. <laughs> so, and I know this is about, you know, but, it's, yeah. but this is helpful for the audience, right? Because these are just conversations we're having and... And it's you know. challenges we all deal with right, right. all the time. Right. I deal with them all the time, yeah. right? Even, as I said earlier, sitting here with you, saying things out loud, I'm like, huh, there's, a, yeah. there's another aha moment the wheels for are me. Spinning. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess to our audience, anyone that feels the same way, right, that they want to share, uh, connect with us. <laughs> we'll, we'll commiserate. Yes. There's another C word, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> On how we can be better. But Sherry, this sure. has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed our conversation. The Community Foundation is doing such important work. Uh, where can people go to find out more and support? Community Foundation website, cfmv.org. cfmv.org. Yep. Awesome. Community Foundation, Mahoning Valley. Fantastic. Thanks for, thanks for your time today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, because together we're building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development. So if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast player. Your feedback is very important to us. We want to make the show better all the time. And if you would like to give me direct feedback, email me, please. My email is j. H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N at business-journal.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. And lastly, would love to thank the members of the Brain Gain Coalition. Those headline collaborators include Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoney Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. And joining them are members of the coalition including Eastern Gateway Community College, P. 
PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, MCCTC, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of Mahoning Valley. Without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us today. And remember, together we are building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development.